Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Stanley. Hello, listeners. Good evening to you. Welcome back to another episode of BS Car Guys podcast. We are delighted and excited to have you with us on this summer evening to talk about summer cars. Yep, summer cars. Summer cars for the summer. Um, And I know that uh, you guys and gals out there are wondering if there was something going on up with us. What it happened was, what had happened was, uh, Bill has a crazy summer schedule, just like everybody else in the summertime with children. And he tries to take advantage of spending time with his family. So I know we love talking to y'all, but uh, I think uh, spending time with your family is a little more important. So that's go. why that's why we uh, have crazy summer schedules. Anyway. Yep. What, summer, what had happened was we went to the beach. And yep, and we decided that this week we would talk about summer cars and, you know, in in an attempt to stay on theme and also keep up the tradition of always working in a dad joke. Um, in this episode, we we're going to be talking about summer cars, but just so you know, some are not cars, some are trucks. Dad joke accomplished. Thank you. Thank you. Any opportunity I have to squeeze one of those in, that's a required. So why don't we start by arguing over the definition of a summer car? Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to have have a different opinion, right? How about Um, about this? We we start with your uh, do you have a thing for us today? Um. I do have a bring a trailer pick this week. I did not. I have had a crazy schedule and we've been on vacation and I'm getting ready to go on another trip. And I just haven't done any more automotive historian research, but we will get that back. That will come back. Um, But I do have a bring a trailer pick um, for this week. Let me go full screen with this so that when I pull it up. Um, you'll be able to see it. And this week's Bring a Trailer pick is also a summer car in my mind. Because, again, we're going to talk about the definition of summer cars. But let me just do a little screen share for Stanley here. And boom. There's my summer car. Do you see that? I'm good. That's your summer car? That's That's my summer car that's- and Bring a Trailer pick for this week. You know what? I've always looked at this word and want to say it wrong every, every, oh gosh, every time. So you say it the way that you said, and then I'm going to say it the way that I said. Are you talking about the name of this car, the Caterham Super 7? So you say Caterham. I say, I want to say Caterham for some reason, or Caterham. Uh, I don't know. My mind works weird sometimes. Anyway, well, you know, we are in the South, so we could call it a Caterham and cheese sandwich. We could call it a Caterham and cheese sandwich, and that's dad joke number two. (laughs) (laughs) Caterham and cheese. Not to be confused with a bro ham and cheese sandwich. Ham and cheese. Anyway, that's see now you tell now you're going back to old school Bill days. If y'all didn't know. Uh, you know, Bill is the outstanding father and businessman and all these things that he is now. He didn't always used to be that way. Just say it. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how people, I know about that ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, people people evolve over time. Right. So anyway. this Caterham, this Caterham Super 7 is for sale on Bring a Trailer. Um, it ends in two days. It's currently $22,000. It is for sale in Sutter Creek, California. It is brown, which is a cool car color, always. Um, we, we should do another brown car episode or something. One there you go. And if you don't know, the Caterham Super 7 um, is the Caterham bought the rights to the Super 7 chassis and um, basically its entire setup from Lotus. Um, Lotus was the original car company to make the Super 7. And um, this Caterham has a Ford Focus SVT engine, as most from this generation do. 
And um, yeah, so this one's from the mid 2000s. And, um, you know, it's basically like a track only car. You could drive this on the road if you really wanted to be cruel and unusual to yourself um, because it would be a very rough ride on regular roads and streets. But uh-huh. it's super light, it's two seats, and it's um, pretty quick, but it's all about lightness. You know, Colin Chapman, um, his whole theory with Lotus was add lightness, not horsepower. So this vehicle yeah, that's, always that's, that's, fell under That's a Lotus space. thing. That's, that's a right. Lotus thing. Add lightness. Adding not lightness. Enough. Yeah, that's a cool car. Um, I've I've seen one of those in real life driving around. Um, uh, but it's it's one of them things you always see the old dude with a weird mustache driving. What's wrong with that? Well, one day you're gonna be that old dude with a weird mustache. So. Uh, uh, yep. But yeah, but yeah, that's a cool car. Um, so what is your what what do you think what what is your definition of a summer car? Well, so I really thought about this and I tried to decide like, is there really one thing that is a summer car? And and what mm-hmm. I realized was what makes a summer car is usage frequency, not usage activity does that make sense so it makes sense because we live we live in the south and summer here the south with an f with a big soft f in it the south we live in the south and summer here is different than it is say southern california like where this caterham super seven is being sold and it's summer all year round Mm -hmm. um so I had to think about really the thing that, that makes a car a summer car is the fact that it's not your everyday car. It's like okay. your it's like your fancy fun trip car. It's your um it's a good evening, the weather's nice and you're gonna go for a cruise with your special someone, or you're taking a day trip somewhere with that same special someone and you know, it doesn't have to be the most practical vehicle in the world. It just has to be an experience. And so I thought that means that the frequency at which you use it is going to be less than any other vehicle you would own. And so that's the more the defining characteristic than its ability to do one particular thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. It makes sense. Uh, um, in, in, in the bill way, it, it makes absolute sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what do you got what are you thinking so what i did was i uh i tried to get scientific and i conducted a poll this is what i like about you you and your resources you're talking to people so i went out and talked to the people who were around me and there was two answers but one result. Okay. If that if that makes well, you when you hear it, you'll you'll see. All right. So the one result was I start actually now I start with the two answer part. Uh, the two two different answers was you know the car that you uh, primarily use during the summer um, because you know uh, you have a bad winter. You live in a place that's a bad winter, and ah. you. You swap the car out, the summer car and and the, and the winter car. You know, you put this car up and um, you put the car up and uh, when it starts snowing out, and you pull out your beater or your winter car, and that's what you drive during that time. And that answer came from most of the people who uh, who came from uh, places that get real winters. Uh, I think one guy's from Michigan, one guy's from Montana. Uh, you know, stuff like that. So, so that kind of lines up with what my theory was. Yeah, but they don't pull it out just because it was summertime or just to go on trips or to sparingly use. It's just they legit they grew up in the tradition of swapping out the car 
for the oh. season because you just didn't want to get all the uh, the the snow and ice and salt and stuff on this other thing. And you know, so they're they're in their case, the summer car very much can be a daily driver car. It's yeah. just daily driver in the summer. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then. So the other one was, like you said, that almost for for lack of a different you a different way to say it is uh, the the cruiser, the car that you use on date night, the car that you go out on on a drive, the sparingly used car, like you just said, not your everyday. I drive this every day. You pull it out on a special occasion because you're going on a date because you just want to go on a drive for whatever, but. So those were the two reasons, but the answer was always, every time, was a convertible. Ah. Everybody, I mean, the, the, the Michigan guy, the Montana guy, the Kansas guy, the guy who grew up as a military brat, the, you know, all these people, my wife, <laughs> it's like a convertible. And my wife didn't even like convertibles. <laughs> well... Uh, you know what? I have to agree because in in my like in thinking about what would make a good summer car, and in the the seven examples that I came up with, mm-hmm. five of the seven are convertibles. All right, and then it came to in my scientific studies uh, research. Then my crazy brain came in, and I have a completely different definition from what everybody said. Of course you did, and what you said. So, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a remind you of a movie series that we both kind of grew up watching. Remember uh, Chevy Chase loading the family in the car, National yep. Tools, yep, uh, summer vacation, and all these things. Yep. Uh, when you go on the big you go on the big road trip with you pile your family into us. Back then, the summer. Uh, back then, the, the 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 vehicle, and you're going this big road trip to go see people or go to the theme park or whatever you're doing, right? Yep. So, that has kind of always been my definition of a summer car. It's the car that you pile everybody into, and you just go away for the summer in. You know what I mean? The yep. back then it was the. It was the, the the station wagon with wood fake wood panel on the side, and then but you know by the time we kind of got to the point where, even though we didn't really go on vacations, did you and your family go on vacations? I know we we was we we didn't have no money for that. I mean, but. not really. I mean, my my grandparents had a um, when I was really young, they had a, like a big RV motorhome, and we would occasionally yeah. go in it to the mountains, um, and my parents yeah. would sometimes go along, but. I mean, as far as like family vacations, we might do a weekend trip, but we never yeah. went anywhere for a week at a time. We definitely couldn't afford to go anywhere for a week. Yeah, we yeah we didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, I grew up in Myrtle Beach mostly, and that's when everybody works in in Myrtle Beach during the summertime because that's when tourists are there. So that's where you make your money. So it what you didn't leave. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> Uh, uh, the biggest trip we went on in the summertime really was for a funeral or something. Talk yes, yes. But, uh, but you know, it was a vehicle that you piled everything and everybody into. You packed, uh, as uh, the class I'm currently in, administratively. Not <laughs> you nice just made sure, you put everything in there and then fit all night when you fit all nights when you first put it in. But nothing was where you wanted to be when you needed it <laughs> and you, oh well that's you know. that's on you because that i pack when i pack i pack the vehicle like do i need to reach this mid-trip yeah. is See, somebody else in the car gonna need this oh yeah i definitely pack that way yeah because you have one child <laughs> you only have uh, one child right now well i have one child now but i have uh, we we did have four uh, well, we have four children. We have one child. But yeah, uh, my definition for the summer car is the car that you and your family piled into, whether it was an RV, a uh, station wagon, a minivan, the custom van, whatever you and your family fit in, and you sure. went away for whatever reason, for what it, just to get away in the summer for whatever you, you're getting away from. I mean, a lot of times, 
especially when I was uh, in uh, my preteens or uh, right when I turned a teenager, uh, right when I turned, turned became a teenager, uh, a couple of my friends had started driving and the summer car was a truck because we all got on the back of the truck, you know, and we went to yeah. where we were going. So it was a car that, you know, in my, that was that, that, and that it just comes directly from my experience, you know, because we didn't have enough money to have a car, a second car that you drove sparingly. We just, you know, we we piled it, we we piled it in the van, we piled it on the back of the truck, and we just went somewhere. Even if the somewhere was to up the street to a friend's house, because we somebody got a permit. You know, it was a thing that we kind of piled in it. But uh, and it was it, for me, for at least for us, it was the same car that you use all year round. But it just—I remember those being the summer cars, especially from the National Lampoon's movies, because you know they just piled all. It was—it was like the ultimate summer movies. It, it's, it was like of all the craziness that went on in the movies. I was like, man, I wish my family could do that. But anyway. <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, in true BS Car Guys fashion, you are, you and I are going to find a lot of similarities in our picks because, I mean, you know, as we tell people all the time, we do not um, script or discuss a lot of our findings prior to the podcast because we enjoy the surprise of like hitting each other with a thought that maybe the other one hasn't ever thought about. You know, yeah, or perspective. Yeah, but that also means that week. occasionally, occasionally, we share the same perspective, and you get content twice, and that just happens. But Absolutely. and that may be the Absolutely. case tonight. Uh, I don't know. We might, you know, we surprise each other all the time. And when we say we we don't script this, we purposely do not tell <laughs> each other. We purposely stop conversations. Like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to tell you something that I don't want to talk about on the podcast. That's right. That's right. But anyway, uh, you said you got a couple picks. I do have uh, one, two, three things as well that I think are, because of my opinion and because of the group's opinion, Yeah. summer cars. All right. <laughs> So. What do you want to do? You, would you like the honors? Would you like to go first? Oh, I'm going first. No problem. No problem. All right. I'm going to go, go from, I'm going to start uh, with um, my opinion, right? Okay. So, and here in the 2022s, uh, most people, you know, they do, they, they have the opportunity to go do things in the summer. They pile their family in their vehicle and everything. And that vehicle looks a lot like this. Uh, if I can remember where the buttons are, because you know. Uh, where is it? Bang. There it go. The vehicle looks like that. Can you see it? Oh, yes. It is a 2022 Hyundai Palisade. You could swap that name out to Ford Explorer, Kia Telluride, uh, Subaru Accent, whatever gigantic tahoe yukon whatever the thing so, is <laughs> let me just yes let me clarify a couple things for our listeners first and foremost nobody is on the floor picking themselves up because stanley led off with a hyundai um number two you mentioned the subaru ascent let me be clear that stanley is from south carolina and you, the listeners, heard him say the Subaru Accent, um, but <laughs> Accent is what he has. Ascent is what the car is called. Just, just to clarify. First of all, first of all, I'm <laughs> sure I said that <laughs> the way you described. Second of all, uh, don't act like you didn't know what I said. And everybody who listened <laughs> and heard say things wrong the whole time and they knew what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you it doesn't matter. In the wintertime you could drive your Subaru accent and then in the summer you can drive your Caterham 
uh, Super 7 and be perfectly content. Hey, you so, might yeah, be able to I, pull it. I think I you're know. right. I think this is a good pick. I mean, like, to, to your point of the summer vehicle is the vehicle that you can pile your whole family in and yep. hit the road. Yep, um, hit so the road. I, I agree. And in this example, and I didn't do this intentionally, uh, it's right on the the, the Hyundai uh, website. They show you the Palisade pulling that Airstream in our own light roading, or because this ain't off-roading. And this is, if I was taking my family, if my family was still little, and I wanted to take them on a vacation, this is probably how I would try to do it. Because I don't really enjoy theme parks and stuff like that. So, right. you know, Give them a place to sleep. We're going to go out here, light roading. I can't go do all the crazy stuff that you do. And it, but it's just get away from the normal thing, technology, okay, so, and all this other stuff. So before you show me your next car, I want you to stop sharing, and I'm going to share my comparable to that because I did oh, the same thing. Oh, look at look at there. Look, look at there having thoughts alike. <laughs> Right. So, okay. So for my family vehicle and hit the road type thing, I, I, what I try to do is I try to do an old and a new for each thing. So uh, here's my old. This is the first one. It's a 60 series Land Cruiser. Because again, it's so like you pick a new for a Hyundai and you go pick a Land Cruiser because this is yes. typical yes. of what we would do. So <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well, and, and this is just a good place to start. So I started with the older Land Cruiser, right? Newer vehicle for the family road trip. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Can you go back? Land Rover Defender to the Land Cruiser. What is that under the hood of that Land Cruiser? It is a diesel. This is a 12 HT um, diesel. So this is um, one of the best diesel engines that Toyota has ever built, bar none. Oh. You can ask people the world over. Um, so this is like, this is the one to have, and it's a manual. Uh, so this is a super cool one. Um, but anyway. I just so, saw something, I just saw something under the hood. I was like, wait a minute, that don't look normal-ish, or is that normal? But anyway, go ahead. Well, it wasn't normal for the U.S. market. So anyway, so to go newer than that, I did the Land Rover Defender. Okay. Right. Hey, but Speaking of Defenders, what's the, the new longer one? The 130? 130. I, I, I built and priced one out. It's pretty spendy, um, and and it's a little long. The rear departure is it, it just doesn't have the right proportions. I think the one ten is still the best looking of the three. Um, so it's still I'm the one I would have. I'm not sure if I saw one because the person was driving pretty fast, but uh, I'm pretty sure I saw one thirty because it looked longer than the one ten, and it, yeah. it, it in real life it looked pretty sharp. I, that's, I was like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, they they look fancy. I mean, if I if I had to buy one, if I had to buy one, and I was like down between like the Grand Wagoneer and the 130, uh-huh. I'd probably buy the 130. I think it's the better vehicle. Um, okay, so but in thinking about the family road trip, because just uh-huh. like you, I, I kind of got nostalgic, and I was like, yeah, but if it was my family road trip, and I wasn't going to have to do off roading, what would I want? Yeah. Enter wow. the 1965 Chrysler New Yorker Town and Country Wagon with seating for 46. And crushed velvet. Is that crushed velvet? No, uh, I think it's pl- I think it's pleather. Um, <laughs> but but it's got you know six inch thick pile carpeting and all the stuff you want. Um, yep. You know, rides low, floats, just all about that cruise. But yeah. I had to also pull the modern equivalent because I wanted old and new, right? So for new, 2006 Mercedes-Benz E55 AMG wagon. Why 2006? Because it's not all-wheel drive. And it still has the rear-facing third-row bench. First of all, 2006 is not new, but in your in Bill's head, that is missed. I so so here's the thing. So the new ones, it's very rare to find one with the third row bench. That's number yep. one. And number two, they're all all-wheel drive with the V8, which, don't get me wrong, is probably safer and probably faster, but it ain't cooler. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, so um, anyway, so I went for the rear wheel drive with the third row seat. Um, so, so anyway, those were, you know, um, some choices that are similar to what you led off with. Yeah, right. So I'll stop course, presenting and you can continue. And of course, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be sharing all of these things in in the description and on on and on the Facebook page. All right. Yes. So cool. So we're talking about the hunt, uh, the Hyundai Palisade, which is atypical of what every family wants to be in, even though I don't think you need all of that vehicle. A person with one car thinks they need a Palisade for some reason. No, no, you don't. Well, you need that's a, a great that's a great point. I mean, to your thing about the the Defender 130, like I have one kid. I don't need a 130. I don't need eight passenger seating. This coming from a guy who has two Land Cruisers that have eight passenger seating. But in a new car with a new car price tag, I don't need eight passenger seating. So a 110 that I can put six people in is A-OK. Yep, yep, yep. Completely understand. So, so I started thinking, I was like, all right, cool. Every, all these convertibles, but nobody really said, well, there were a couple of people who said specific convertibles. Somebody said uh, uh, the Miata. That's the answer. That, that's uh -oh. the right answer in most, most occasions. I don't know what you did but we're still recording uh uh somebody said uh uh corvette uh, but when i was like when i was like all right cool what is in my mind a pretty good example of a summer car convertible because you know i like sports cars and stuff but i don't want to really own one right now so i'm going to present this guy do you can you see that Yes, that I is see that. that is a two. That's a uh, um, 2002 Mercedes Benz SL. I was going for the older one, but I couldn't quite find one for, for sale that I really liked. But I like this one. And why does that car kind of say summertime to me? You better know the answer to this question, because everybody else knows um, the answer to this question. Does it say summertime to you because it's a hardtop convertible? Nope. Does it say summertime to you because of Romeo must die? Nope. I will tell you right now because you have failed measurably. DJ Jazzy Jeff in the Fresh Prince summertime video. Well, I, I was going to bring that, that song up for another reason. So you yeah. got there. That video with them, them riding around in that car, uh, it was white. Uh, had the little the the oh gosh, I can't even think right now. It had it up. It was that car was cool, and it, it was the summertime song. I th I still think it is uh, the summertime theme song for a cookout. You kind of got to play that first, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that car that car was that car was awesome. It's definitely on my summertime cruising playlist. I have like a family road trip playlist and it's on there. Yeah. And the cars still look good. They really do they, still look they good. Do they do still look good. Not with those wheels on the one you just showed. Instead, you got to have those wheels from the Romeo Must Die uh, C250. Uh -huh. Wow. You said Romeo Must Die. Mm -hmm. You're going to take people back. But so what, oh right there those AMG right there that that yeah. silver one in the middle that's the one. Now have you ever driven one of these cars? I have not. I haven't even been in one of these cars. So I have driven a '99. So it was the last of the the generation body style right before this, uh -huh. uh, before they did like a refresh. Um, but it was a '99 okay. in gold or pewter, whatever color Mercedes calls it. And it was the SL600. It was the V12. And okay. that car was nice. It was fast. It was very, like, linear power. Like, it was just like being attached to a, like, a rocket. And it just never yeah. stopped pulling. Okay, I'm, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. I'm, I feel what you're saying. No, that, that was the, uh, that's 2004. Anyway. But, yeah. So, anyway. And you know me, liking new cars, I was like, okay, so what's the modern day equivalent? If I had to buy a new convertible right now, what really would I buy? So I went and looked at 
BMW M4 on the BMW M4 convertible because BMW still builds convertibles and nobody, you know, American car companies start stop building regular convertibles. I'm not really feeling the Mustang, even though I feel like that's kind of the go-to car if you're gonna buy a a convertible in the South. I think everybody want a Mustang convertible because Myrtle Beach. I grew up there. Um, I looked at, you know, looked at the Audis and Mercedes-Benz, but I fell on this. If Stanley had to buy a convertible and Stanley had the pockets to do such thing, Stanley would buy this convertible. Stanley would buy a brand new LC convertible because Stanley likes that car a whole lot. And that car, you know, it is a GT car. It is not a sports car. And... I get to be comfortable. I still get to be fast. I get to look good, and I can just put the top down anytime I want. So that was my summer car. If I had the money, I would go down to the electric dealership and spend a hundred and plus thousand dollars on an LC five hundred convertible. And I would not get yellow. I cannot hear you. But yeah. So oh, sorry, I'm muted. So if you would, <laughs> if you'll stop screen sharing for just a moment okay. so that I can screen share and I will show you a convertible pick of mine. Where's my stop button at? Why do, why am I losing my stop button? There you go. It, it likes to disappear sometimes. I, I, I stopped. Okay, so let me get a full screen here so you're not struggling to you see didn't... what I'm doing. I didn't hear your opinion of the LC500 convertible. Well, you don't need to hear it because I'm going to show you something in just a second. So, okay. <laughs> see, I thought about old Mustang. I really did. So you said Mustang convertible. I thought Mustang convertible, but I went old because my wife wants an old Mustang convertible. So yeah. this is like the the one old muscle car she would like for us to own one day is an old Mustang convertible. This one happens to be. A, uh, a 68 GT with a 390 and a four-speed in it, which is cool by my standards. Um, yep. We would definitely drive, drive this one. And in my mind, I was thinking, what makes this a cool summer car is the sound, is the, like, yep. experience of being in it, right? LC500 got that sound, too, because that 5-liter Well, hang, hang with me. So I said, well, what's, like, the modern, really good-sounding convertible car that i could get so okay. i went here i went here i thought about it same, I, I, same green good pick. right same green yep. 2023 jaguar f-type uh-huh they should okay. always sell that car in green also for the record it's, it's, <laughs> it's this is a gorgeous car and probably one of the best sounding cars on the market from from and, the factory and on top of it all three versions of that car sound good Yes, because all three versions have the same engine. They just have different drivetrains. No, one I've had, a, what, the little one, the, the swaps one. They don't, make, they don't make the V6. They don't make the V6 anymore. They have, well, anyway, have rear-wheel drive V8 and two all-wheel drive V8 options. Okay, well, when it had the V6, the V6 still sounded good. It didn't yes. sound as good as the V8, but it sounded good. Okay. Agreed. So then I thought, okay, what's like... I mean, this is still expensive. Like, as I build it, it's like $80,000 for this thing. Oh, yeah. Then I, but then I thought, let's be realistic. Like, what's like your super fancy summer convertible car, right? So I went old first because that's my theme, right? So here's my old summer car yep. coming up. What's the reason I didn't go that way is because the, the second. Can you see the car? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. 100% I can see the car. I, I will tell you why I didn't go that. Even that is a beautiful car. It will always. The, we've talked before about how they kind of got out of making beautiful Ferraris for a second and they're getting back into it. Yes. But uh, that is an example of a beautiful Ferrari. So Timeless. this really isn't a convertible convertible, right? Because there was this thing in the 1980s where the government thought convertibles were dangerous because they were dangerous. And so... Yeah. Automotive car makers had to go to T-tops and Targa tops. So this is a European spec 
1984, Ferrari 308 GTSI Quattro whatever. Yeah, yeah, you could mess that up. I'm not even putting my accent on that. <laughs> basically, basically, this is Magnum PI's car. Okay, because that's what he drove was a 308. And how cool are you in the summer with with your chest hair hanging out, ripping up and down the road in a gated six-speed manual 2.9-liter V8 in a Ferrari 308? So then I thought, what's the modern equivalent of that? And this is where we come full circle, because my modern equivalent of that is right here. Look at how do we how do we go to save the, the same car? We went, I wound up also at the Lexus LC five hundred convertible, and I even built mine out the way I would own it for one hundred and twelve thousand two hundred dollars. I built one out, and I don't know what I did with that tab, but I built one out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I obviously I have never driven driven this car. Have you been in one of these cars though? No, I have not. They have at when the last time I was down at the Lexus dealership because we looked at buying a new NX. We are still kind of looking at buying a new NX. Um, they had that's what you should buy. Oh, that's what you. They had five of them. They had five of them. Uh, Three coupes. One of them was a hybrid, and two convertibles. And I was, you know, we're waiting on the, the the person who we had an appointment with, and she, and you know, the guy was like, "I see you looking at the car." It's like, you know what it is? I was like, "Bro, first of all, I know what every car on the slide is. <laughs> <laughs> Second, I'd probably know more about this car than you do." And he's like, "You ever been in one?" I was like, "No, I haven't." It's like, "Go and get in it." So the reason why I say all this. The, the interior of that car mm-hmm. is, uh, it is, it ain't, it is suede and I, it is, it, it is one of them things you kind of got to experience. It's like sitting in a Louis Vuitton purse or something. It is. Nice it, description. It, it is, it is, it's gorgeous one. It does have a flaw, but oh. it wouldn't keep it, it wouldn't keep me from buying the car just because everything else on the car is almost perfect. It 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 smells like the inside of a a, a custom made purse. It feels like you're inside of a custom made purse. It's it is it. You should try it, I, especially you. You you probably just walk into the ship and just go walk in one. Wouldn't even wait for somebody to tell you. But because <laughs> I'm a customer. yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's experience. I I thought about. Well, I'll tell you a thing that I thought about. But I was like, no, that's just too expensive. Even if I had the money, I I couldn't. I, I don't know if I could make myself spend this amount of money. And that's the Bentley. And going with the Bentley. Oh, oof, yeah, that's money. I mean, it's a whole bunch of money, but it's it's a bit money. I mean, I don't I don't know well, what to say. Good point. And this and this last one that I I thought about I I thought long and hard about, and I actually thought you were gonna fall on, but you did not. Was the nine eleven? How did? Well, I struggled to put a Land Cruiser on there, and I'll, I put a 60 on there because I figured if I put an 80, you would really give me a lot of grief about it. And for the same reason, I didn't put a Porsche on there because you're right. I mean, it is like it's a summer car, it, but he, here's the thing. I'm a 911 guy. I probably will always be a 911 guy. I don't uh-huh. like the convertible. It's not meant you to know- be a convertible. The car is it, not meant to be a convertible. I say that every time I see one on TV or something, or I see one in the picture, I was like, it looks better as a coupe. And then you see one in real life, and I was like, it still looks better than a coupe. But man, that's a sharp car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. They do still look pretty good as a convertible, but they just don't look as good. Like, to me, Porsche makes a really good convertible. It's it's the non 18 i mean not 918 but the then whatever the was the boxer and now it's this 
whatever it is. Seven, yeah, 718. I mean, that to me, that's the convertible. If you want a it convertible, is. that's the one you buy. You don't buy a 911 convertible unless you're a dentist named Bob. Well, no. But, uh, well, well, yeah, I can't say no. Yeah, you're right. And his name, and he goes by Robert. <laughs> <laughs> well, his golf foursome call him Bob, so. Yeah, yeah. He, he would tell us to call him Robert. But that's at right. the same time, at the same time, if I'm going to, if, if I'm telling you this now, if I was to win the, hit the lotto or, you know, found a job that was going to pay me a million dollars a year or something, which I could convince myself to actually go buy a Porsche, I am not looking at the Cayman or the Boxster. I don't know. I don't care what they call them now. That's what I'm going to call them. So <laughs> that's right. That's what his mom and daddy called them. I'm going to call them that too. But <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going, I'm going to go buy a 911. I may not keep it, but I'm there. Oh, you'll keep it. You'll keep it uh, for life. See, that's the thing, though. You know, you know, they always say the thing about um, experience. Uh, you you never really want to meet your heroes because you you kind of figure out who they really are. I don't want to find a flaw in their car. You know, what I, mean? I I don't think you could. Listen, I. I know not every automotive manufacturer is listening to our podcast, but Porsche, if you are listening, send me a car and I will do my absolute hardest to find a flaw in your car. And I'll probably find one and it'll be so nitpicky, like nobody else would ever complain about it. Like the cup holder's not big enough or something, but I'm telling you right now, usability you'd own that car the rest of your life and never have a problem with it i did admit to you that that car is essentially perfect it is the best car on the market it, it that car is perfect it's been perfect for a while i mean as much as we we have argued about uh how much more i i like corvettes versus 911 i i i think the 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 C eight as fast as the C eight is and how much potential that car is, I would have rather it stay front engine rear wheel drive because the new the C eight loses usability. Yep, no, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I floated around. I I I was kind of shocked when I did my little research of how much everybody. When I said, what is your, what did, what did, if I say summer car, what's the thing that comes to your mind? And everybody went to convertible. And the crazy well, thing that's is. Well, that's what you want to do when it's nice out in the summer. You want to cruise with a top down, even if you're not a convertible person. The, the crazy thing is only one of those people admitted to whatever has ever owned a convertible and would buy another one. The second thing is. We live in South Carolina, in, in Charleston, South Carolina. You know what the summer's like. You've been here. You don't live that far away. Uh, 97 degrees with 175% humidity doesn't make me want to put the top down in my car. It makes me want to put the air conditioner on my car. And you know I hate <laughs> wind blowing on me. <laughs> you're, you're really right about that. You know, now, the... The two-edged sword of owning a convertible is you're gonna be hot if you're not moving. Exactly, and then like it's like the best place to own a convertible legitimately is California. Because if you if you get uh, and when I say California, yeah, yeah, California, I say the uh, west of the mountains in California. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. Because yep, yep. as soon as you go you go east of the mountains, it starts getting way hotter and everything burns. It's like Having a convertible Everything's dead already. Yeah. Having a convertible in like Arizona and stuff, well, you, all you're trying to do is melt. You're slowly melting your interior. That's all you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know how slowly you're doing it. You're doing it pretty quick it, most of the time. Exactly. But if you're like, if you're in like San Diego or, or LA, any of them places, oh man, you can drive a convertible year round or, or maybe. Maybe the Midwest, because I don't really have that much experience with the Midwest, because, you know, you get a few months of summer in the year. It's not really that hot in comparison to South Carolina. 
you put the top down and just everything kind of just works. Right. But anyway, I still, th- I still though the ultimate summer car was Chevy Chase driving the daggone the 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 the, the, the what car was he driving in the movies? It, it was a make it was a make believe car. It, I mean, it had a name, but it was a like in the the one where they went out west, the like summer vacation or whatever. That was a made up car. Like they just they took a real car and added a bunch of junk to it to make it a fictitious fictitious car. Um, so I don't really have a place to put this. It doesn't really fit with the summer car show theme, but so, in, in, in light of being <laughs> ent- ent- <laughs> entirely too entirely too positive um, on this show for my normal candor, let me let me do a little bills rant. Oh, oh, guys! All right, crotchety bill time. Little crotchety bill, little crotchety bill. I have I have decided that um, there are three things in which are car related in the world today that I will no longer accept. I will no longer accept them. I'm 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 done with them. I've reached my limit, and I've officially put up the wall and said. I will tolerate them no longer under any circumstances. Are you ready? I'm going to hear this, and then I'll tell you if you're going to hold it out. Go ahead. I have decided that if it is a unibodied crossover SUV that is not trail rated, it will for from now on. I will only refer to it as a station wagon. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know when the rest of the world just blindly went along with. Oh, all these hatchbacks and station wagons are SUVs now. Cool. We'll call them SUVs and we'll call them crossover SUVs. Crossover SUVs not a thing. It's a hatchback yeah. or it's a station wagon or it's a minivan. That's it. I'm only sticking to those terms. I'm done with saying uh, Hyundai Kona N is a cross. No, it's a hatchback. It's a it's a Volkswagen golf sized hatchback with a high waistline. I don't care what anybody else says. From now on, that's just a hatchback. I will not refer to it as a crosser. That's number one. Let me comment on that one. I actually see you sticking with that one mostly. Um. I do not appreciate you picking on the Honda Kona in because I kind of like that thing. <laughs> and it no, no, is no, wait a minute. Let me let me let me clarify. I like that car also. <laughs> I think it is a cool hatchback, and it, it really that. was the it really was the motivator for me to be like, no, I'm not calling that a crossover. It's not a crossover. It's a hatchback, and and so I've just decided, just like we no longer refer to the Mach E as the other word people put with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just I, not. I see you sticking with that one. Okay, that's number one. That's number one. Number two, pet peeve. I'm done with. I'm not tolerating or doing any more in memory of angel wing stickers on the backs of cars. Now I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you because I live in the South with an F. People around here their second cousin's nephew's brother will pass away at the age of 16. And they think the best way to honor his memory is to put a camouflage sticker on the back of their 1997 Mercury Tracer. I, I went there. I don't know why, but with, with rust holes was, through the trunk. It was a 91, sir. Wait, okay. So <laughs> with, with a, with a broken taillight covered in red, see-through tape like if your cousin's uncle's nephew's brothers whoever that died was still alive and he had one final wish would it be please honor my memory on the back of your 1997 mercury chase no it would not be if you want to put that sticker on the back of a 2023 911 turbo okay i'll i'll maybe give you a slide but other than that, I'm not tolerating it on old clapped out vehicles. Nothing about that is in memory of a person. 
spend a little extra money on the tombstone or buy some flowers to put on their grave. But don't put a sticker on the back of your car. Everybody knows somebody who's died. You don't need a sticker telling us you know somebody. I'm just saying I'm done with it. Okay, I've, I've been done with that for a while. So um, just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I've been done with it. It's, like, it's tasteless. It's the, taste, it's that's the, the furthest end of tacky you can go. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you another thing. I am done. I'll give you a, one a thing, a related thing that I'm done with. The pe- the the dude, or girl, or whoever decision it was that put the girl's name on one side of the car, and the other Ooh. person in the relationship outside the car, Ooh. and like that seat is reserved for them. Um, and then I know. I I hope you don't break up, but uh, we live in America. You're gonna to have to change that name, so just right. don't put it up there. Right. Just don't right. do it. Just don't don't do it. Don't do it. And you know what? When I see those cars, you know what my first thought is? Oh, they got a joint Facebook account. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> she don't trust him. That's why they got their names on the doors because she don't trust him, and they got a joint Facebook account. Yep. And then you know because. If he's gonna go to uh, if he's gonna go do some things that, that he shouldn't be doing, they they're gonna see it on the on, 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 when they go get in the car. Yes, yes, I can tell you that's a dude that has messed up at some point. You you yep. done messed up, AA Ron. That's all I can say about that. Yep. All right. Yes, he did. All right. This, go this ahead. is number three. This is number three is my final one. I am done. We, for the most part, COVID is not a big deal for people as much as it was. I understand there are still people who are sensitive to it, but for the most part, it's not as big a deal. So when I, when I pull up to a drive-through optioned fast food joint that has a drive-through and there are 60 cars in the drive-through line and the doors to the dining room are open for you to walk in and order. Gas prices obviously aren't that bad that people will sit in a drive-through line for an hour to get a cheeseburger. Just park your dang car and go inside and order your food like you did five years ago. Or if you're bound and determined that you're allergic to the interior of a restaurant, just order Grubhub or Uber Eats or any of these other DoorDash services and have it delivered to yourself if you're too lazy to go into a restaurant or scared. But all I'm saying is we have moved past that and we can get back to things the way they were where you go into a restaurant and you order your food. As someone who just got off of having COVID, uh, it is... Uh, it. It is. It, it can hit you pretty hard, but I do agree with you. I, I, I agree with you that hey, for the most part, we have we have beaten this thing. It, it's not as big a deal as it was. I don't think that's why people are stuck in the draft though. So, why do you think you were retort. stuck in the draft room? This is my retort. I don't know if that's the right word, but that's what I'm using. <laughs> this is my, my 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 rebuttal to that. You know okay. why all the people that drive through? They're lazy. Because people are lazy. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole reason. Yeah. They don't want to get out and walk five, uh, 10 feet. That, it ain't got nothing to do with COVID. It was just, they lazy. They, they, yeah, look, they're lazy. But as somebody who frequents the drive-through every now and then, because uh, I, and the reason I'm doing it is because I'm trying to rush, go grab something and get back to work. That's the only time I'm okay, going to do it. But, but here's the thing. Right now, drive-through ain't rushing. It ain't right. It ain't right I, now. Drive-through is summertime hangout spot. Is you gonna be there a minute? Yeah, it is. So this is so this is my uh, this is my thing to deal with the lazy people who want to sit in drive-through. All right. First of all, I agree. They should get out their car. And they should walk in the restaurant and 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 go get your food. Second, as a frequent customer of um, of. Um, of uh, um, of Jesus Chicken, as some people like to refer to it as, at uh, chick at the Chick of Filet, uh, you can put you can call it whatever you want to call it. They have this thing called an app. 
Yep. I need people to learn how to use this app and order things so they can just come up there and somebody can give them their food and we can keep it moving. I have well, the, yes, I agree. I agree. That's and more and more restaurants are going to that. I, but in my rebuttal to that is there are some of us people who travel for work and don't know what restaurant we're going to eat at until okay. lunchtime. And we just happen to be near a Jesus chicken joint. Um, okay. Which, look, I'm going to be honest with you. If I think if we asked Jesus which one he preferred. Oh, you got to say the other one. <laughs> you got to say the other one. Just because it was started in North Carolina, don't make it the best. Sometimes Georgia I'm, gets it right. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say he might have preferred Bojangles. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I think you're going to say it. Look, Georgia got two things right ever. It's Chick-fil-A and, and, and Pepsi. That was not Pepsi. Did I say the right one? Pepsi. Coke. Yeah, Pepsi. Coke. Coke. North Carolina Coke. Pepsi. Pepsi. I apologize, sir. Look, Coke. They got two things I, right. They got I'll two give them right. Coke. I'll give them Coke. <laughs> that's that's it. That's, the Falcons wrong. The the, the 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 Braves wrong. All of that stuff is wrong. Ha, Everything listen, else. Oh, they got hit, they you, got they got Outcast right. They got outcast, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Andre, a big boy. All right, so listen. I'm gonna ask you a question. Now, for you oh. to say, for you to say, Chick Fil A is the better chicken. I, Look, it, no, it, I might it, give it to you. I might give it to you on chicken breading alone. It, the breading on the chicken at Chick Fil A is better than Bojangles. But you have to accept the chicken in its presentative form. And if if I'm listening to me right now, you don't go to Bojangles and order a chicken sandwich. If you do, you're crazy or you're on some you kind of medical know. induced diet. You go to Bojangles to get a chicken biscuit. Yep. Have you had a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A? That biscuit is not Bojangles quality biscuit. Look, look, look. I don't know if there is. Can a you place. get a Chick fil A biscuit after 10 a.m.? No, I don't think you can. I don't think See? you can. I rest my case. Bojangles, look, better I, chicken. I will, I will do this. I will give you this. If I want a chicken breast or a chicken sandwich or nuggets, or the chicken salad, or the salad, because they got pretty good salads. We eat the salads a lot, uh, on, especially Fridays. Friday is usually Chick-fil-A chick, a salad for lunch. Yes. Um, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. If okay, I want I agree. a whole piece of chicken with a bone in it, if the line at Bojangles is not crazy, I'm going to Bojangles. I'm going to Bojangles. Just walk in and Bojang. Look, look, I would do that if the the um, <clears throat> if the aroma smelt like air outside of it. Okay. I'm a I'm a I'm a if it smelt if it didn't smell like um I can't go back to work smelling like I just like I like like I had I partook in um um that's you in, um, hey. <laughs> in, <laughs> in cannabis, <laughs> you're you're a civilian now, right? You don't have to drug test. Look, look, I am a I am an employee of the federal government, sir. I do not do such things, and I will not smell that way. And the the the, the bojangles around here, the boys take they they take their break, and they I know what they're doing. Because <laughs> you can smell. They're just working they up an appetite. <laughs> Yeah, they try to take some. They they get their appetite right to take some chicken home that night. But I I, I will tell you, I will give you that. I will tell you this though. I um I went to a oh gosh oh I'm gonna I'm missing the name of it. Um, me and my family were doing something. No, no, I was going to go do something, and I I was kind of crushed for time. 
And I was like, hey, I'm going to run in this place and I'm going to grab something to eat. And I did, at the time, I didn't realize, you know, I was like, oh, I, I'll, every time I come here to get gas and stuff, I never actually go in the store. Get the, uh, go in the store. So I go in and I was like, oh, they got these little fancy things. Oh, they're back to the cooking. You you call it sheets. They call it, they have a sheets up there in North Carolina. We got yeah. this thing called Spinks and Parkers and stuff down here. Gas station chicken is on the comeback, bro. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yes, they the gas station food is is on it's on the come up. That's for sure. It's on the come up, and didn't they just open this Bucky's in Florence, dude? I'm telling you, in my mind, I'm thinking of a reason to drive to Florence just to go to Bucky's. People I know are making road trips to Florence to go to the Bucky's. That's how excited people are with gas prices like they are. People are road tripping to Florence. To a gas station. It's crazy. It's, and and it's crazy. I, I want to go. I want to go. Yeah. Oh, also, you did miss another North Carolina thing uh, before we, I don't know how this turned into a chicken podcast, but we're here now. Uh, <laughs> 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 last, time, uh, last time I was up in Wilmington, no, we were driving to D.C. before for work. And we stopped in North Carolina because the person who I was riding with, they never spent any time on the East Coast really. And I was like, hey, I'll show you something that you can't really get nowhere else, seeing how we got to stop here to get gas. We stopped at the Smithfield in Lumberton. Yep. You know, I never ate chicken from Smithfield before. They got something they got, right. They got something right on that chicken. <laughs> Let me tell you, I just we just stopped and had Smithfield in Kinston on Sunday of this past weekend, and I'm gonna tell you right now, great food, super fast service. We went into Smithfield, ordered, and by the time I got sat down, they had my food brought out, Yep. and it was fantastic. It was way faster than it would have been to go through the drive-through of the McDonald's that was right next door. Yep. Dude, if if you got a Smithfield near you, give them some business. Yep. That's what I'm saying. The barbecue is North Carolina barbecue, and you can, and for me, I'd like it. It's, I'm not always in the mood for it. It's Eastern North Carolina barbecue. It's vinegar-based barbecue. Yep. You got to give and, that preference. You're going to have some vinegar-based hot sauce on there, and it is fantastic. Yep. It, it, I know it ain't everybody's cup of tea, but it's, it's different, and I do like it. I mean, I, it, I, I still ain't here for y'all's red coleslaw. I, I, I ain't here nope. for all that. Nope. <laughs> nope. But uh, anyway, uh, now that we've done with the chicken podcast, <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> Thank you for joining us with for the the BS Chicken podcast. Um, I know we don't always get personal on here. That that personal on here don't um get into uh, our personal lives that much, even though everything we all all these are our personal opinions. I just wanted to tell you, bro. Congratulations on 20 years of marriage. Well, thank you. I did, you know, I remember being in your wedding. I wasn't sure that uh, you was going to make it because I thought I thought your wife was like uh, reaching down pretty low to grab you. Oh, <laughs> I was like, way, way down. Yep, yep. Um, somehow you kept her laughing for 20 years and she didn't realize that you were Jack butt. <laughs> well, she probably is aware at this point, I would think. Uh, but, uh, but she just learned to tolerate it as best I could tell. Yep. Congratulations on 20 years, man. Thank uh, you, sir. I wish you at least 20 more, man. I I, I appreciate it. I, I really think we got another 20 in us, uh, provided no one shoots me first. I think we can do another 20. I don't think nobody's going to shoot you. I think what's going to get you is some darn kidney stones because you keep drinking Bojangles sweet tea. <laughs> well, you know, I, listen, I <laughs> I have recently switched to half and half, and it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> I'm working my way towards completely unsweet tea and trying to cut all this sugar out, but man. Yeah, I Look, they got. I, I can do the northern thing where they put fruit in tea. I can't do unsweet. Mm-mm. No, it's tough. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. so tough. 
Speaking of which, I I, I promise it's gonna be the last thing I say. I, well, I can't promise. Yeah, don't make any why? promises you can't keep. Why, in in the in the name of words, <laughs> <laughs> in the name of words, does when you go to the Chick Fil A, they don't call it an honor honor Palmer. You can't just say half. Uh, why we got to call it a sun sweet? What it what what is that? Why? I don't I don't know why they do it that way, but I'm sure the um, Arnold Palmer portion of it is probably trademarked or protected, and they're probably not allowed to say that um, legally. They probably can't print that. I'm sure if you walked up and you ordered it, if the teenager taking your order had ever heard it before, they would just give it to you if you said it. But that's that's a gamble, too, so I don't know. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't I order that drink, so name. I don't really know. But, yeah, there's got to be a better name. Sud Sweet. I don't know what a Sud Sweet is. Anywho, bro, I love you. Have fun on your uh, anniversary have, have fun on your anniversary trip. Uh, Thank you. And everybody who's li- still listening, you should be educated on Southern Chicken now. And um, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> That's right. And bonus points if you listen to this podcast in the drive-thru of a Bojangles or a Chick-fil-A. Yep. You get a non-free whatever you just ordered. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Nightmare. See you.